All right. Thank you for joining me. Um, I'm going to start with Lauren. Lauren, tell me a little bit about yourself and how you came to own Crescent. Hey, Cody. Thanks for having us. Um, <clears throat> so we don't own Crescent yet, but we moved in in 2019 with a lease to purchase option. And we have, um, that's kind of a five-year term. We entered there to um, start our hydro farm. We began with a juvenile facility and cleaned it and built out NFT channels and a couple other hydro systems. And uh, about during the time of um, early COVID when schools were out, uh, we had a lot of trespassers and we also had a lot of people reaching out just for a place to come visit. And we decided to do one tour <laughs> Uh, May of 2021. And that's how we got started with Urban Explorers. And it's just grown exponentially since then, way beyond whatever we ever imagined with our farm. Okay. And you didn't you didn't actually go to do this originally. This was like a secondary thing that just came out of the middle of nowhere. Absolutely. Because our original plant, we had uh, five buildings in the upper campus area that we had planned for other hydroponic grows. One building we had um, hoped to just run as a strawberry house. Um, we've definitely transitioned those plans a little bit at this point because so many people want to come and visit those locations. Those, they want to see those buildings. If we lost them to the hydro farm, I, I think people might be a little upset at this point. But yeah, we, we had no idea um, what the interest was going to be for people visiting. And just like a lot of other farms that were trying to find ways to survive during COVID, we just opened up a different form of agro-tourism. It's um, a lot different than I'm sure other farms do. I mean, others have haunted houses and stuff like that too. But we uh, we get to share this, you know, this site that got re um, uh that permitted as an agricultural location to open up and share for history and so much more. And it's a legit haunted house, not like the other ones that are. <laughs> no, our haunted house last year was uh, a really cool Norse theme. Uh, it was kind of exiting the underworld. And it also had a, a variety of different rooms, like a doll room that was creepy as it was creepy and <laughs> it just had really a lot, a lot of neat elements. So yeah, it was a, a genuine haunted house. It wasn't paranormally focused and uh, we hope to do kind of different things each Halloween and see how that grows. And now two of the people that uh, want to come explore are now sitting here with us, Angel and Lindsay. So Angel and Lindsay both came to us in different ways. Uh, Lindsay um, was originally one of our urban explorers who came to visit one of our very first events and became one of our regular volunteers. And Lindsay is also a paranormal investigator who was highly encouraging of, that's something that we should consider uh, with what we do. And we entered that with um, a paranormal company that Angel had some ties to, and they met while working together at Crescent. And um, now Angel works for us directly as well as an investigator and does so much more. He's also, very handy carpenter who's helped us keep up some things, maintain things with uh, volunteer days. And we hope to see that grow too. So what, Absolutely. what got, I'm going to go to Angel and Lindsay and I'll come back to you, Lauren. What got you? Okay. So Lindsay, you were the paranormal one and Angel was the urban mm -hmm. explorer. What we're got you guys? 
We're both paranormal. Yeah. Well, you're both paranormal, but originally, unless I misunderstood this. Originally, Lindsay found us during one of our very first Urban Explorer events. Okay, okay. So I, did, I got that mixed up. My, my apologies. So what got yeah. you guys interested in Crescent? So I grew up there. Oh, I grew up in Ebensburg, which is like 15 minutes outside of Crescent. So I knew when the prison shut down, I always knew that it had been a tuberculosis. Um, so when it became abandoned for years, I was kind of like, who owns it? Oh, the state owns it or this, you know, and then they advertise it popped up on Facebook one day that this company, Big House Produce is doing urban exploring at the Crescent prison. I was like, no way. And so I instantly, I went to go look at the place. I messaged the Facebook page and was like, Hey, this place has got to be haunted. Will you let me investigate it? <laughs> so that's how, how I got started into it. And um, myself, I was uh, partaking with a different company, a paranormal company. I was actually the head trainer of the East Coast. And uh, they brought this property to my attention. And uh, essentially, the size itself, uh, I was, you know, training and they said we could use it as a training hub and I put my two feet on the ground in front and I have never left. <laughs> I've never left. So that's, uh, that's exactly where I went. Now, Lauren, so when you guys started getting all these people that would, you know, trespass, did you see a, a, a business opportunity or right away, or did it take a little bit for you to be like, Oh, wait a minute, we can start, you know, renting this out where people can come in and explore it and we can have another source of income. So it, it's been long enough now. I'll tell the real story. Okay. <laughs> um, during, like I said, during, we were just getting our farm started during COVID. Uh, we had lights that were sitting in ports uh, for months on end. We um, had a, it took for it, things were taking a lot longer than we had hoped. And uh, the overhead at a place like this is not small. So we had months and months of overhead expenditures that, um, you know, that we weren't yet growing uh, to, to be able to catch up. So, we had been getting messages. Uh, one particular uh, person, in, um, her name is Ur Urbex Photo Mom on Instagram. Um, she messaged us to our email probably four times over the space of a year, saying, "Are you ready to? Are you ready to let visitors come yet? We really want to visit." Um, she's a you know uh, my age urban explorer and didn't want to get illegal you know caught for illegal trespassing. And I reached out and said, "Hey, we're finally going to do it." We're going to open the doors. Like I said, that was May 2021. And we just opened like 50 tickets. 50 people could come out. And it was such, it, it, we had it sold in a few days. And we um, were looking at an incredibly expensive electric bill that we weren't sure how to pay. And so we opened a few more tickets. And that was that. We were caught up on our bills in about 60 days after having another tour the the, term, the time the month after. And we had so much interest from people that were seeing photos being shared, just that kind of like fear of missing out. We sold every single event out 
um, that the remainder of that year in 2021. Um, mostly urban explorers, um, but we also were doing um, really, um, or we did like time slots on our passes so that there wasn't a lot of overlap because it was still COVID. We didn't want a lot of people at check-in at any one time. We didn't want a lot of people on the property at any one time because that's not what explorers wanted anyway. And that worked really well. Um, it did, you know, definitely the urban explorers did slow down after the first year, but that kept us alive. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't something that we looked at and saw this is an opportunity to, to get rich because honestly it was an opportunity for us to start really getting into the preservation work. Um, that fall in 2021, we were able to fund the tunnel repairs from all the tours that we had been having. Uh, Cause that was the one thing all of the visitors were like, we, when can we get in the tunnels? You're going to let us in the tunnels, right? And it, it needed a lot of work. Um, so it, it, it's let us grow our staff. It's let us continue what we hope to do here with our farming. Um, but it's also really helped us get ahead on the preservation work that a lot of these buildings needed. Um, and you know, a lot of that was just cleaning from uh, trespassers. Not I should say trespassers. I should say vandals. Two different things. Um, there was a lot of cleanup for vandals and Lindsay and Angel were there for our early volunteer days too. And um, it's been a lot of, it, I got off track on your question there, but no, it, it wasn't immediately an obvious business opportunity. It just has something that has grown really organically from listening to what people want to come out and do. Um, and we were very fortunate and grateful that it happened this way. Now, and obviously it caught the attention of a fairly large TV show. So how did Destination Fear, now Project Fear, how did they how did they find you guys? So we were actually on Ghost Hunters the year before. Okay. Uh, that was the first show that came to visit us. And I think that they have similar, you know, production ties uh, and our information was shared um, within that because it's still under the Travel Channel, you know, group of producers. So how did Ghost Hunters, how did, how did, how did Ghost Hunters find out about Crescent? Because I, you know, I've been in the paranormal community for about a, a year, year and a half now. I had not heard about it until I saw Destination Fears episode. I I, I don't watch Ghost Hunters anymore. My bad. Um, but uh, so that's when I first saw your location and, and, and the fact that they did two nights there. At, it's such a large, large facility. Uh, how did how did they find out? Like, how did Ghost Hunters find out about you guys? Sure. So I'm pretty sure Ghost Hunters learned about us through uh, the company that Angel worked with, and again shared connections and said, "Hey, this is a new site we've brought on." Uh, they had their people watching Urban Explorer groups, and that's how they found us originally. Um, so just the good fortune of people wanting to share what we're doing here has had to help get the word out um, that they wanted you know, see what other kind of opportunities they could help bring to us. And obviously when you get large media exposure, like a, a large TV show, Ghost Hunters is a, a fairly large TV show and, and now Project Fear, I bet you that that definitely helped book you some tickets there. So it, it definitely, we had a real big surge in our request for private overnights. And that's um, that's something that, we had already kind of been cycling the year before, had a good system going, and were able to jump right in when that came in for 2024. I, we couldn't have been more fortunate about the timing as well because they aired um, 
I believe it was the first weekend. No, it was the last weekend in November. That's correct. So we had gotten a little bit of a breath getting done with Halloween, which was, whew, that was a wild ride. And um, once that aired, it was, you know, gangbusters through winter when we're typically closed because up on the summit, I'm not sure if you're aware, uh, Crescent sits up on a pretty high altitude, which is how it was originally chosen for tuberculosis hospital anyway. So in the winter, it's it's a pretty treacherous place to be. And it, it you know, having the destination fear air at the end of November last year um, kept us busy through the winter for sure. Which is a good thing. Absolutely. Oh, always a good thing. It's a wonderful awesome. thing. And 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 now so Angel and Lindsay are now your tour some two of your tour guides. And now they're engaged. I'll let them tell that story. I, I, I wanna I wanna I wanna hear this. I mean, this is a pretty interesting story. I think they might have some lag going on because they're normally pretty excited. Yeah, I think there is a little bit of lag. Oh, and they're muted. Angel and Lindsay, you guys are muted also. I can unmute them, but they're, I don't know. Oh no. I'm sending over a message real quick. Hey guys, we're having some connection problems on our end. It keeps spinning. Uh oh, I think I'm going to mute them just because I think they're. I did send them the suggestion to disconnect and try to reconnect, see if they can get in. We can edit this. Okay, great. Section out. <laughs> yeah. I remove them just because maybe. So I'll give you a little teaser on the story. Um, Angel was working with the company that we had hired to run paranormal tours uh, originally. And Lindsay had already been volunteering with us for a few months. And again, was one of the ones that was really begging for us to start paranormal in the first place. So I asked Lindsay and a friend to go in kind of as secret shoppers just to tell me like, Hey, how do they run their events? Like how, how's it going for people? And you know, what do you, what do you think? And uh, the next day I, I got a message back. It was like, I met this guy. He was super sweet. He flirted and she was not interested. It had none, <laughs> just really nice guy, but he was really flirty. And um, I was like, well, is that, you know, is that with everybody? He's like, no, that was, that was just me. And they have had an incredible, <laughs> um, it was, I think it was about a year and a half later that they ended up together. It took some time. I don't know if we're going to get them back, unfortunately. Let's see if she sent me a message. I did have us on. She says they're trying to reconnect. There they go. Let's add them to the stream is it working now yay yes. we switched to a different device so we're gonna try it this way it 
it seems to be much better. You guys are like much clearer and I can, the audio is a lot better. So awesome. Thank you. So, all right. So you guys are now engaged. Oh yeah. Yes. Yes, sir. Congratulations. Thank you. I want to hear the story. (laughs) (laughs) Here we go. I will. She's a lot cuter when she talks it, and I'm just going to dot the I's and cross the T's, okay? (laughs) All right, so here we go. So, like Lauren had mentioned, I was working previously for a different company, and this pretty little lady came as as a guest to one of the events, and, you know, we developed a friendship, and before you know it, she, uh... She's never left, just like we've never left Crescent. And, uh, I mean, we do everything together. We share the same passion. We, uh, oh, Lord, our uh, first date was walking walking the property. Um, you know, we joke around. We joke around, uh, you know, walking around the nighttime, looking at all the stars. You know, the Crescent moon, that was ours because it was Crescent. Crescent belongs to us. We're mommy and poppy. <laughs> you know? Um, no, but it's beautiful. It's a... Our first kiss was in Building Five, the original building on the property. I mean, I mean, it's it's fairy tale in the most freakazoid way, and uh, I love it. I absolutely love it. I absolutely love it. Um, she's a wonderful investigator. We feed off of each other. We are just—it's like a dynamic duo. We always joke about we're like the future Warrens, baby. <laughs> and that's always and that's always important when you're investigating. Like if you if you have a partner and they're just like, you know, I've investigated with multiple groups and, and sometimes you get somebody that you just don't, you know, it doesn't flow that well. And it kind of makes it not, not that great, but then you get that one person. It's just like, yes, you know, let's, let's, let's keep going. That's exactly how I thought I was, except I was like, yeah, I'm going to put a ring on it. (laughs) There you go, Lauren. Here, here's an idea for Valentine's day. You could do like a speed dating, like speed dating (laughs) and building in building uh, number five, there you go. That's we'll do it right that's in the cafeteria. I, right in the that's cafeteria. Actually, <laughs> that's actually how I present my uh, present building. Uh, when we do E, I hold mass vigils in E. And I tell people, don't ask the typical ghost hunting questions. Treat it like speed dating. What's your favorite color? What's your favorite topping on a pizza? You know, they talk to you just like everyone else. So what got you, Lindsay and Angel, what got you guys interested in urban exploring and and then the paranormal? So for me, uh, I grew up in a haunted house. So I, as I got older, I got intrigued by the paranormal. I wanted to know more. Um, But then my, my dad also is very much like me. My dad loves ghost stories. He likes to look at abandoned houses and just walk around and look at them or abandoned buildings and look at them. Like even today, I'll catch him on YouTube watching videos of other people urban exploring. So I kind of got into that just a little bit from him. Um, And then uh, I started ghost hunting. I want to say I think it was 2012. I joined a paranormal team and I started investigating with them. Um, and then I formed my own group um, in 2014. Um, and so that's kind of where I started out at. What about you? I'm, uh, I'm originally from Fredericksburg, Virginia, Spotsylvania. So all Civil War, all Civil War background. Um, walking around the battlefields, 
walking through those mansions. I always thought, you know, uh, the properties were gorgeous, and uh, I always liked things that bumped in the night. Um, my family is very, uh, we're, I come from a Hispanic background. So my father, Puerto Rican, my mother, Mexican, very spiritual, very, very talkative with the spirits. And uh, so it was kind of a, it was kind of always just instilled in me, you know, very much like, you know, coming from your dad. And, um, you know, I just realized that we are just a bunch of freakazoids, you know, like the firemen of the paranormal. Everyone runs out when stuff goes knocking the night and we go running in, trying to make friends. Sometimes the, the, the conversations you have with spirits is a lot better than having conversations with people. Absolutely. A hundred percent. It's the living that you got to worry about. Exactly. I mean, I love going into these buildings. I love looking at all these buildings, you know, and then listening to the stories of the spirits that are there because they're yeah. stuck there. They're, they're stuck there for whatever reason. And they just want somebody to listen. And that's, yep. and that's why we do what we do. Um, and Crescent is obviously on my list of places I want to go. I mean, it's, it's, it's up there and, and, and eventually I will get out there hopefully this year. Um, so what is, I'm going to ask you guys, what is your craziest story? And then we're going to, I'm going to go back to Lauren and ask some more questions about Crescent. We have to tie in both our stories. Okay. 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 So what, you tell yours first. Okay. So this is this is something. Um, this is the one that sticks out with me. Still to this day, I'm chasing. So I was uh, holding um, a group, a rotation. Probably had about 14, 15 people with me, a psychic medium included. And uh, I was in a building called uh, Building F. Long story short, on the second floor, um, we had... I don't know what it is to this day. I'm still trying to figure out, but the most I could say, the most I can say is I like to stand by myself. So I'm at the end of a hallway while everyone else is in safety run of the exit. And um, I see something with long fingers and, and claws coming from the top of the ceiling, like turn around the corner, the typical movie slap, slap and come around and, it comes around a pipe and comes right to the front of me and kind of lowers itself down. And the best way I can explain to it, best way I can explain is uh, it looked like a human tadpole. It had a tail. It had very muscular, way more gorgeous than I am. <laughs> and it had red eyes. And when I took a deep breath, the psychic medium that was across the end of the hallway had told me, Angel, I don't want you to panic, but there's something in front of you, and it has red eyes. And the most I could say was, yeah, I know. <laughs> and it has put a splinter in me that to this day I'm still chasing and trying to find out what exactly it is. And then now the beauty of it is her story is going to come into play. Yeah. So uh, probably several months after he saw that I was in the chapel on the property and one of the ladies that was running the group um, decided she was going to play some religious music. And I can't remember what song it was. I want to say it may be amazing grace or something like that. Not long after she started playing it, my friend got super nervous and she's not one to get nervous. And she started, I could see her like kind of rocking a little bit, taking heavy breaths. Not long after that, um, 
I saw on the side of the stage, there's a doorway that goes back behind where I guess like the minister's offices used to be. I saw these long fingers reach on the top of the door frame from the other side and this thing crawl out and onto the roof. And it's like Angel said, it was had long fingernails. It was muscular. It had like, it, it looked like a tadpole, like the way that the, it, like it had like a tail at the end of it. And at that point, her and I both ran out of the chapel. We were like, oh, I've been investigating for 10 years and that is the scariest thing that I've ever seen in my life. And I ran out. Yeah. Has anybody else seen this? Mm -hmm. So the beauty of it is a couple, three, four Saturdays ago, uh, someone brought, a, brought in an, an SLS. Do you remember this? Yeah, the SLS. Someone kit. brought in an SLS mm -hmm. and down in the tunnels area, um, actually got, was it two? It was two. They got, they mapped it, mapped out two things crawling on the ceiling. Yeah. And the beauty of it, the beauty, why I love this is because down in those tunnels, the basement to F and the basement of the chapel connect to each other. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking this, that's its domain. That's its way to get around, including two other buildings. Mm -hmm. But, uh, I was actually doing an event that night and got called down because two people ran out of a building and lo and behold, we were not dating yet at the time. But when I went down to building two, our visitor center, mm -hmm. I found out it was, uh, it was her. Mm -hmm. And when she told me what she saw, my jaw dropped and it was just like, Oh my God, like this is it. And now we get things on all their equipment talking about he, him, he's coming. Mm -hmm. So we, we are constantly in our free roam investigations trying to find out who he is. And uh, we've got uh, Estes session. We've had um, other people doing Estes and they'll, and it'll say, Lindsay, mm -hmm. you saw me in the place of worship. Mm -hmm. It'll say names. It knows our names. Uh -huh. and um, she got the benefit of the fact to talk to two different psychic mediums at, uh, we went to the, we were humbled enough to represent Crescent at uh, the Paracon mm -hmm. at Penhurst Asylum. And, um, both of them, one including one of my good friend's uh, wives, said that maybe this was some kind of uh, self-manifested. They felt that it was they they felt that it was negative energy, so much negative energy in one place manifesting itself into a conscious being. Yeah. So that's really really interesting. Um, yeah. Canceling my trip to. <laughs> <Crescent>. <laughs> No. <laughs> no, please come. No, please come. Not my trip is like that. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. I, you know what? I, uh, the joke is so, my first paranormal investigation, um, I went to the Indiana State Sanatorium, me and my wife and a co worker, a former co worker, and her, her fiance went with us. And, uh, I ended up screaming like a little girl, probably like seven or eight times during the whole night. And my wife is just laughing. She's laughing hysterically at go. me. She, I, I got touched multiple times. Like people witnessed this like white nurse, like this nurse, this like white shadowy figure come up to me and put its hand on my shoulder and then disappear. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So, so I screamed. Um, and I was like, is, is the night over? Can we, can we go? Oh, so no, go. no, it was a great time. And, and, and now I'm, I'm hooked and here I am. Um, that's it. That's how it goes. That's so, it goes. uh, Lauren, 
so I know this is a very touchy subject. Um, obviously, there's a little bit of litigation going on. So the the current owner that you're leasing to the property from is is saying is trying to evict you. Okay. Um, can you elaborate? I, I know there's only sure. uh, so much you can. You so can we, our purchase agreement gives us until um, toward the end of 2024 to complete the purchase. And our landlord has received a significantly higher offer than what we negotiated. Uh, since receiving that offer, our landlord has been trying to claim that we are in breach so that he does not have to honor the agreements that we have. We don't agree that we've been in breach and we are going to court to, with our evidence to show why we haven't been. And we hope we're successful. It's, it's complicated. It's um, a lot of details uh, that we're, you know, we're both, the, both sides are going to be presenting and um, all we can do is be hopeful. We think we have uh, acted in good faith at all times and believe that our agreement should be honored and that we should be able to purchase the property as we had, had originally planned with them. Now, can you elaborate? And I, I know you might not be able to elaborate what the alleged breaches are. Um, I, I'm not going to go into too much detail on that. However, there are court documents available. Okay. Um, okay. I will, I will look that up and then, if I, can I would, if I can help you, just let me know. And get my answers that way. Yes. Uh, no. Um, so what can people do to help in this situation? Because obviously litigation, there's lawyers involved. It gets very costly. It does. However, we are not asking our supporters to... Um, donate toward our legal fees. We are trying to pay that all of ourselves. Any donations that we're asking for through our GoFundMe, which is uh, gofundme.com slash crescent dash sanatorium. Uh, we're only asking for donations toward the property purchase. And we will only, if we are not successful, those donations will be refunded. Okay. So that that's fair. That's, that's a fair. Now, what is, so let's say you win. What is your ultimate plan for Crescent? So there's a lot of things that I'm under an NDA that I can't say <laughs> about future because there are contracts that are just waiting to be signed for things that we can do bigger and better to grow. Um, obviously, there are things uh, that we have limitations on how many people we can have on site and the types of activities that we're allowed to operate we'll be able to expand that much further as well. And, and to it's into some sort of come, excuse me, into some uh, common sense kind of things that you would want to do at a site like this and this large, not necessarily paranormal, not necessarily urban exploring or photography related, but much more community related as well. Um, there are other things that we have environmentally planned around the site uh, for growth as well as our farm. Um, and um, we do have plans for a future inn on site, one of the lower buildings that is a um, modern Tudor style uh, building. Uh, we've been working on repairing and updating so that when the site is ours, we can host people um, overnight. It actually has 13 rooms. 
And I was actually, and I was just sitting here thinking, like, it would be so cool to stay, like, sleep. I say that now. Um, it'd be so cool to, to sleep there. Um, but then again, I don't like to sleep. At every location that I've been to, I don't sleep because I'm just too afraid something is going to... I mean, I can set up the IR... Angel and Lindsay are laughing at me. Oh, so, like, I want to set up, like, an IR camera and do all that, but I'm afraid, like... <laughs> I'm afraid something's going to mess with me. Like, I went to Post Town Elementary. It's in Middletown, Ohio. Nice. The owners live there, and they actually have video of the one owner being drug out of bed by an unknown there, there's video of him being pulled out of bed and and i got at, so i went there and the group was like hey you can stay the night and i'm like that's that's not have you guys seen the video um <laughs> they're also the same group that actually got the uh there's a you could hear a little girl screaming hello and it but there was no kids there when i think i I think I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, there were no kids at this event. Yeah. And you could just, but so, Lauren, I, I asked Angel and Lindsay, what is your craziest experience at Crescent? I, so definitely nothing like you just described for that other owner. <laughs> um, it's funny, a lot of the investigators have, have told us that um, the spirits are probably trying to keep us, I don't, I don't know how to, how to put it. Um, they're, all of our interactions have been really playful or helpful even. Um, we, The family, uh, my spouse and our kids, we don't often get scared or spooked by anything. Our daughter has had some weird um, experiences for sure. Uh, but again, not anything terrifying like being dragged out of bed. And we've certainly spent some nights there. So um, for me, the, the one that sticks with me the most is when we first started really getting to work up there, it was just a few of us around and I would often smell tobacco smoke, like really sweet tobacco smoke. And somewhere along the way, someone mentioned, oh yeah, if you smell tobacco smoke, Charlie's around. And that was kind of the very first paranormal story I'd been told about um, that it was, I'm not sure if it was a former resident or guard that um, when small groups of people were talking would kind of seem to in spirit join the conversation and you would smell his tobacco. And that was kind of how you knew he was with you. And I, I smelled that tobacco all the time. I made my partner drive me up and down the mountain to the different um, businesses around. And there's not a lot just sniffing the air, trying to figure out, okay, is it wafting up from the diesel shop? Is it, you know, what, what's, where's this smell coming from? <laughs> Never figured it out. And as things got busier, uh, we noticed that less and less. But when we have quiet moments, it's still sometimes you catch some tobacco smoke. And I have to, you know, I know that's not um, exciting or it's just, I don't know, it's comforting, actually. Um, just know Charlie's there with me. It's beautiful. So who was Charlie? I'm not, and, uh, do either of you know anymore, Angel or Lindsay? I, I don't really I've know. Heard, I've heard rumor that he was a maintenance worker, but yeah. I don't know for sure. That's rumor. That seems, that seems right, because I don't want to say it was a guard, but I, I don't, I think it was later than. He was some kind of mechanical worker on site. That's what I've always heard. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, for me, I, I definitely am of the, um, there, 
I don't know that I have those intuitions, but I know if there are spirits around us. They're just humans like anybody else. And Absolutely. Um, that's how we try to treat the history here and the, the individuals that, that touched this, you know, this place has touched their lives. And all the interactions I've had have been really human. Um, definitely like some playful stuff. Um, giving tours in rooms where uh, we had just gotten locked in the day before. And so we walked in, we're like, okay, guys, don't, don't shut that door. And whoop, slam shut. No one near it. I mean, we had keys on us this time, but <laughs> it's, like, it, it seems like there's a practical joker around sometimes. Like they keep you on your toes. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's always interesting to like the different types of spirits. You'll get ones that, that love to play practical jokes on you, but then you got the creature that these two have seen that um, it scared the crap out of me. So. <laughs> so where they were describing in building F very early on, uh, as I was, you know, we were showing different people that area pretty, can, pretty regularly. And not that I had warned anybody, but as we took people to the second floor of uh, building F and people that described themselves as mediums or intuitive, pretty regularly said they felt sick or overwhelmed or makes mm -hmm. hurt. Um, and oh, that is where crazy. almost, almost every single one of our employees has heard their names on a recording being called. Yeah. Oh yeah. They've been called, called out from the building, you know, go to building F. We want to talk uh, to you yeah. in F. You guys have never heard my name, right? Mm -mm. No, <laughs> we actually haven't. You know, we actually haven't, but that's fine. That I've never actually investigated with them. Like I've, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm a little, maybe I'm a little wussy, and I'm just avoiding that. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm gonna. I I have a group that I investigate with, and uh, one of them was supposed to. She she was gonna actually be part of the interview today, but she uh, she couldn't make it. She's uh, clairvoyant. Um, and I have another one that is uh, very intuitive and very sensitive and can pick up on these things. And I definitely would want to bring them both to Crescent. Absolutely. I won't let them see or read this interview until after we go. Uh, that's it. So they that's don't the know. Key. I'm going to know. I'm going to be like, hey, yeah. we're going to, you guys are going to do solos and building F. Go I'm ahead, not now. going in. You, you, you take go my ahead, camera now. for me. And well, when you need to lighten the mood after, if you have uh, women with you, go to building E. Yep. I don't know why women trigger building E responses. Yeah. Almost Cells every time. 20, Cells 27, 28, 58, 59. They Blond, all love women. Blondes and redheads. I don't think either one of them are blonde, but they are both women. So they'll, they'll yeah. have a. We make jokes that, I mean, I mean the, there's an old thread on our Facebook page of women all talking about how they had been goosed in E. And I was like, I don't know how to get the spirits to report to HR. I'm really sorry. <laughs> this is this is rough. Uh, they did not uh, make it to. I'm sorry, my 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 one. <laughs> hey, love it. Go Aww. ahead now. Hi, hi. I, listen, I'm trying to do an interview here. I know you probably want food. I know. I'm saying, talk about building F. I heard something about it. Yeah, building. <laughs> ow! Hey, hey, hey! Claws. I 100% thought it was going to be me with the pets having an issue, so I'm glad. <laughs> Normally, we got pets like, and kids everywhere too, so no worries. The no kids worries. aren't here right now, so uh, that's why that's why I scheduled this time. Um, Cause, yeah, cause we got four in the house right now. Four kids. Wow. Yeah. My uh, 
my condolences. Uh, <laughs> I grew up in a family of five kids, so I'm the second oldest of five. We can't say too much, but, you know, maybe in the future. So, okay. So I know uh, Destination Fear was out there. Ghost Hunters was out there. Now, Ghost has, Brothers came with Ghost Hunters. Ghost Brothers came out with Ghost Hunters. Now, is there... I know, well, you can't tell me. You can't tell me. If, yeah, I can't on that one. I'm sorry. Uh, but uh, so what was it like having a big production crew and these TV shows come into your location and 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 actually do an investigation? Like what was what was your what was the first thought? Like, hey, we want to come investigate. What what was going through your head? So actually one of my partners is formerly in the entertainment industry and had done a lot of, was in a technical side, but doing prep for shows, but knew a lot about lights and cameras and everything that they would need to be doing, which is honestly a lot less than we expected. Um, they were super nice. Uh, when Destination Fear came the first time, it was March and it was also very snowed in. The crew jumped out in the van with shovels that they had bought before they came and just started clearing stuff. Um, yeah, it was, they were, it was very, um, I don't want to say it wasn't, it was, it was very well organized. Uh, they had their plan. They knew what days they were doing interviews. Um, it was, it was just super easy and they were all incredibly friendly. Um, we've, we've done a few other, uh, films uh that were outside of paranormal as well and honestly it's it's uh far from glamorous they're all tired working really long days and um you know they're making do at these abandoned sites where there's not much in the way of amenities and everybody's just always had great attitudes it's um, no matter what production we were doing um it, it's it's just been a really neat uh, kind of quieter aspect of what we get to do up here. And that's, you know, from these big productions to students that are just doing films for the first time. And we get to, you know, we, we love kind of being a creative, a creative oasis that photographers and other kind of artists have really put to use. Um, but yeah, I can't say enough about how nice all of those production crews have been. And just, again, super efficient. Now, I know a lot of the stuff that you plan on doing in the future is you can't talk about, but is there any plans of like getting it where, like how is like the cell phone or the data coverage out there? Like, so if I wanted to come out there and do live streams, is it something that it's good out there? So oh, yeah. there's a tower in a lower area of the site. They do live streams all the time, except for if you get into basements or the restricted housing unit, it can be a little, a little um too concreted in okay i was gonna say because like um i go to i've, I've been to indiana state sanatorium twice um mm. uh, it's it's in the middle of nowhere uh indiana so like the cell service is eh. so they're actually putting wi-fi through the whole whole facility so you can actually do live streams and, and that's we're blessed. huh i said i'm sorry i just said we're blessed mm -hmm. we're blessed well, uh be able to have our live streams yeah. and everything. Most of the buildings you can get live streams from, like Lauren said. There's like one or two places where it's a little sketchy, but the majority of the mm. property you're good. 
Now, have you thought about like setting up like live cameras that like people can <laughs> subscribe to that they can like like five dollars a month you can go watch this camera? So this I did I didn't want to plug it just yet, but we are in the background also working on some stuff for Patreon that we hope to announce um, this month. And we're, we're, we're testing out some live cams with um, a hotspot to see how we can do with that. Okay. So this interview won't be released until this. I got to write the story. Um, I got four days to write it. Um, so it'll be in our August edition of the magazine. So um, by then, <laughs> it will already be. Right. I just don't, I don't have the information to, to plug it with you just yet, but I can find out some details. No, that's fine. It's it's something that, you know, hey, this is something in the future that, that they're going to do. I totally would subscribe just so I could see if I could find um, their little creature thingy that um, connected them. Well, we're also going to do some uh, special access type of events where people get to investigate or visit areas that are normally off limits. Um, we have some other great ideas in the works that we're, we're putting together. So, uh, the power plant is actually a really cool area that we're going to be opening occasionally, uh, for, for Patreon, uh, supporters. Fantastic. So look at this. There's a lot of positive things, you know, positive vibes, positive vibes. Now, r real quick, Angel and Lindsay, have you thought of naming that creature Cupid? Because <laughs> no, we have we haven't thought about naming it Cupid, but we are planning on getting married in the chapel. Are you really? A hundred percent, hundred percent. And then it, with that in that Lauren was talking about, I mean, big plans. It's gonna be uh, everything works out when it works out positive. It's gonna be it's gonna be the most beautiful paranormal night to remember for sure, for sure. Creatures invited too, hundred <laughs> percent. Not if we're doing an in party. No. <laughs> Look at, look at Lawrence like eh. that's it. Lawrence, Lawrence, a matchmaker, a paranormal she, matchmaker. Slam dunk, slam dunk. I, all this time, I thought it was the hair, but it was Lauren. <laughs> so, Lauren, do you have anything else that you that you want to share that I I don't that I haven't covered or asked? I think you've done a really thorough job, Angel Lindsay. Anything that I missed? No, Y'all are fantastic. I mean, the paranormal, what we have planned in the future, you know, a little, you know, side little love story to emphasize. I mean, I think uh, you hit it, man. I greatly appreciate it. This is it's fun. It's a human Absolutely. interest story. You gotta, you gotta include yeah. that. Like, look at the no, paranormal, yeah. like. Oh, no. Well, the funniest thing is they're not the only one. There have been jokes that there must be like quartz crystal under Crescent or something. Cause oh, yeah. a lot of couples that. <laughs> Yeah, we definitely, uh, Lindsay was actually the one that brought, she's like, uh, what was one of the cutest things you told me when we first got together is, I think the spirits brought us together. Yeah. It's like, oh, absolutely. Yeah, so just say I do. Yeah. <laughs> now, are you guys, so, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to end the recording now. Cause like, no, good. Yeah. Um,